This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the FA Cup. We love the FA Cup. We always do well in the FA Cup. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Welcome to the pre-match pod in association with the Greyhound pub in Ipswich. Seb, I'm having a confusing psychological issue here. I was way more bothered about the FA Cup when we were rubbish in the league. I feel, I feel a lot. Now we have a team that kind of knows what they're doing and is putting together so far a good season. I'm all of a sudden, it was far more an irritation. It was like, can we at least do something in this? Do you, do you feel similar? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We had so many years bemoaning going out in the first round, second round, Lincoln, non-league, etc., because we were so poor in the in the regular league and wanted something to look forward to, maybe in a way day somewhere nice. But yeah, this year now we're doing really well in the league. I'm sort of even two weeks ago, I was kind of still a bit excited. I thought, okay, Rotherham, good test, you know, a chance for us a, a bit of a benchmark to see where we are with designs on next season, that kind of stuff. But and then now yeah, now we're down to third, and I'm kind of seeing this is a little bit of a distraction, if I'm honest. And I'm not. Re- I always want Ipswich to win, obviously, but if we were to go out against uh, against Rotherham on Saturday, I wouldn't be that disappointed given how things are going at the moment. I'll tell the truth. A lot of football fans won't. I, I will retrofit how I feel based on the result. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, fine. Focus on the league. Nobody got injured. Whatever, you know. Or, no, this is good. Momentum. Fringe players got a chance. Um, all of that stuff. It's good preparation for the for the Plymouth game and all of that. But there we go. Um, Seb, a, a big hello and welcome. And what was the banging and clattering on your desk pre-recording? <laughs> this is this, And Ipswich fans will find this fun. So I was bought a, a Lego Ipswich Town Portman Road set for, for Christmas on Christmas Day. I opened it on Christmas Day with the intentions of starting it, but 
it did say it was 863 pieces and it was for ages 10 plus and i was a few bottle of wine down so i started it and gave up incredibly quickly thinking i haven't got the mental capacity for this so i started it the other day during the uh, during the game on the weekend and uh, it is all over this desk here i have little piles of pieces everywhere i've been building it for what feels like a week now and I still have probably 500 of the 800 pieces in front of me. So apologies for any rustling, moving, anything that comes through on the mic or me picking bits of Lego off my arm. Uh, hopefully I'll get it rectified and get it moved on before next week's show. Any Russell Osmaning. Um, Enid got like a Duplo, not even Lego, a Duplo um, like farm farmhouse scene with a little bit of cardboard. I had to build that, and that was too complex for me. So I don't know how an 800-piece Lego set. Um, I've seen these ones that Joe's got in the background that look incredible, oh, but I've just I've realised I've got no patience and no absolutely no skill or or desire for yeah, it. Joe's anymore, got so. that. Joe's got that kind of super smart brain for that sort of mm. concentration. I, um, but maybe you have. I've I, I haven't. No, this I'm is, a creative. This is right? Absolutely don't. Yeah. This is ages 10 plus and I'm struggling. So that kind of tells you my, <laughs> my brain aptitude level. Uh, yeah, get your thoughts in on Seb's brain aptitude. And if you've got the Ipswich Lego set, which I suspect any number of our listeners will do, um, let us know how you went with it. I must uh, point out a public service announcement, sorry. Page two was printed incorrectly in the instruction oh. manual. That didn't help either with my red wine-induced hissy fit <laughs> when I couldn't do it. Page two is wrong. If you look on Twitter or if you DM me, I've got the correct one. Somebody did tweet the club and say, this doesn't look right in the slightest, and they did send out an updated version. So if you can't get past stage two, which is about four bricks like I couldn't for about an hour and a half on Christmas Day night, the, the answer is out there if you need help with it. Seb, I trust you, but that had real Gareth blaming the calculator in the office energy. <laughs> Circuitry. Up, I, I have to say. Um, right, we've got to, before we get into the Rotherham game and the FA Cup and how we feel about that, we've got to talk about um, transfer window because, so it's quarter past seven on Thursday is when we're recording. So forgive us, we, um, we often get yelled at for not being able to read the future or knowing what's happening in the future when other people have information that we don't. But um, it's been quite an enlightening afternoon. And um, I think Mel Henderson is freelancing for, is it the Mirror or the Sun? The one of the, yeah, I think it's the Mirror Group. Yeah, one of the big ones. And obviously, if you sit in the Pioneer, you'll see Mel still at a lot of Ipswich games. And I, I think the conclusion we're making is he's a good source when it, um, when it comes to Ipswich. What's he been saying, Seb? Yeah, so I made some notes for the research this this morning, and then it all kind of went off in the last two hours or so. So it does sound like Massimo Luongo is done. It may well be announced, you know, whilst we're recording this. It sounds like it's going to be a kind of a short six-month deal to the end of the season. We don't know about any kind of extensions based on promotion or anything. To me, that's a solid signing. The news broke about a week, I think it was, before Christmas ran about the Wickham game. They've been training with us. He wasn't getting a look in, obviously, up at Middlesbrough and Carrick and McKenna have that relationship. So he's been down here, and it sounds like that one is done which I guess might have future implications for the Jack Taylor deal, um, which is, you know, by all accounts, it's active, whatever that means in the, the scale. Jimmy, you and Dave used to have your penalties where it was like, you know, seeing it given. <laughs> yeah, so we need one of those for, for transfers, don't we? So, yeah. Over Longo, the line. Yeah, Longo sounds like it's done. Jack Taylor sounds like it's, it's, it's ongoing. And there's been a few others that have broken today as well. Uh, there's just, um, if you're watching on YouTube, of course, if you are watching on YouTube, you must hit the like button. Um, this won't be very helpful. So I'll try and explain if you are listening on podcast. We've just got Luongo up and it's been um, very sort of, um, well, he basically hasn't kicked a ball yeah, this season. Just... As he's been on the bench a couple of times there, you can see in the 
Championship. Did play plenty for Sheffield Wednesday last season. Is a good um, calibre, steady Eddie type central yeah. midfielder. Um, I'm not comparing him to Deschamps, but water carrier type yeah. um, player. Um, he's got 150 appearances for um, range QPR Wednesday, nearly 75. He's super consistent, super reliable. Obviously, was was with us earlier in his career there, 2012-11 appearances, um, having come through Spurs. So um, I, how can I say this in a very respectful way? Proper, good pro, not not going to play if Morsi, whoever, um, Evans, uh, a fit. But yep. good player for someone like Humphreys. I mean, like he couldn't learn it off Morsi anyway, but um, is that how you see it? I think very much so. That's exactly what it is. He'll be a squad player. He'll be dipped in and out when we need to. You know, Morsey, I think, is two bookings away from a two-match ban, isn't he? So <laughs> you've point. got that imminent. <clears throat> Lee Evans has just come back from injuries. And I guess, you know, with his with his general record, there's always a chance that he might break down again. So uh, with Dominic Ball out for the rest of the season and, and, and questions over Kamara not being back before kind of April, March time, I think it's a decent signing. If it's a six-month to the end of the season, then it's a bit of a no-brainer. If he's been training with us now for two, two weeks, he'll be way short of match fitness obviously um but he'll know what we're all about and and you know with that relationship between mckenna and michael carrick at middlesbrough i trust the judgment you know without question so a very very good solid signing who maybe isn't going to get many headlines between now and the end of the season but might just be able to kind of dip in here and there where needed and play, play a bit oh, of a good. Role. and if you were um 75 minutes into a muggy game I and mean, you're just struggling struggling to get it done maybe you've got the lead at portman road and you know the crowd's a little bit anxious understandably you want to go to a holding double pivot yep. with a midfield throw him in he'll be absolutely fine won't he yeah yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, he knows this league well. Decent uh, record for Sheffield Wednesday last season. So, yep, a, a solid, if unspectacular, signing. And I guess the, the That's hopefully a good way of saying it. Yeah, the hopefully spectacular ones are still to come with some of the other names linked today. So, yeah, go, go ahead then. So Nathan Broadhead is on loan at Wigan, isn't he? You'll know more about him than I will. He's got, is it five goals in half a dozen, a dozen, a dozen starts or so, something so far yeah, this season? Yeah, so it's, I think it's 11 starts, but, um, and recently since Colo Toure has been in there, he's, um, he was playing up top. Last time I watched him, um, they were pretty well beaten by um, Sheffield United and he played up top ahead of Will Keane in a 4-2-3-1, which I don't know. Uh, I know he's played in different spots for um, Sunderland on his loans there. To be fair to him, he was completely isolated in that game. And um, okay. basically, Colo Torre had um, Curtis Tilt and Jack Watmo trying to ping the ball about at the back and they were not able to do it. And frankly, if it had just gone into Will Keane and, um, or down the line to Callum Lang, it would have been um, much better. But um, yeah, 24, another one of these players who seems... Good forever age. in the Everton system and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like Pennington or um, Garbert, Garbert Connolly, yeah. um, et cetera. But they all tend to be pretty solid players in the end. What's what's your take on him? Yeah, a, a million quid, they're saying, you know, recall him cool. from, from Wigan and, and, and flog him on. And yeah, if it's, if it's the, a good age, he's a bit of versatility, he can play on the left, I think, can't he, as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't pretend I've ever seen him. I think did he scored the goal against us for Sunderland in... The game where McGreal took over, I think McKenna was 
in the stands that had been announced but didn't officially take charge. I think he might have scored the goal for Sunderland. Massive um, attendance, yeah. Yeah, and the flames were going off and pack out Portland and all that stuff. So, yeah, if, it, if it's a million quid, then, you know, we, we've been crying out for some reinforcements in the forward positions, either up front to help Ladapo or, or, or kind of, you know, wider, wider, right, wider right, wider left for options. And, you know, <clears throat> if it is that done, let's get it done. And, and that's another exciting one in the building. And I guess that might mean we'll have to look to potentially move one of our existing attackers on because we can register two players, can't we, I think, and we can deregister Ball if he's out for the season. So that's three players you can register. If Luongo's done, then that's one spot gone. If you've got two more to bring in, if you're looking at the likes of, you know, Jack Taylor still bubbling in the background, Nathan Broadhead's linked, we'll come on to a couple of the names in a minute. Maybe you can look to move the likes of I had me on for six months on a loan to try and get him some football and get some confidence. Edwards, I've seen discussed in the Telegram group, could be one to go can out I and had maybe... Me- can he go out having played for two clubs? He can clubs go to Burton, or... can't he? He can only go back to Burton. Oh, okay. yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's played for two clubs. If, if they want him, I've got no idea. You know, the manager's changed, then they might not want him back. But oh, I guess God, they, they'd, they'd absolutely want him, yeah. Yeah. Um, Carl Edwards, I've seen suggested tonight, maybe one that looks to move on and play some decent football, some consistent football for maybe the next six months or so. So it sounds like it's going to be a pretty exciting window. And, um, and, and I guess, yeah, kind of watch this space. Everything's sort of broken, isn't it, in the last two hours or so it's kind of gone from nothing a bit of grumblings on twitter with plymouth announcing people and you know oh we're getting left behind blah blah but it all seems to have erupted a little bit today and it's all coming from reputable sources which excited me and this is this isn't league one transfers.com with seven followers on twitter this is the people that you know know the club and they're kind of announcing these things so hopefully we should see some some movement in the next couple of days my mate at league1transfers.com is really upset that you just said that. Um, I will say in terms of the... I know it's it's reasonable to make a Plymouth comparison. I, I get it, um, and people are. But remember, Plymouth don't have the two-week run. It was always going to be loaded up for this time now with no league game uh, this weekend in terms of Plymouth getting people registered. They're playing in the league this weekend, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So it was always going to be a bit of a different timeline uh, for them as opposed to us. But I understand also, comparing is fine. We, we, <laughs> we get it. That's a completely natural thing to do given the circumstances. But it's slightly apples and oranges with the... Um, the timelines and, and, and let's be fair we're shopping in a completely different market to Plymouth you know they've they've gone yeah. and signed a guy who was on loan at Stevenage who Norwich have recalled a kind of a left back and they signed a guy from the Australian League haven't they? Oh, the guy from um is it Blackpool uh kind of Callum something who signed to, for Plymouth I think yesterday. right that's it yeah he, he's yeah. an okay player but you know the kind of players that we're going after will naturally take longer because there's the deals are more complicated to do we know in the in, in a couple of instances they're out on loan already so they have to be recalled and then sent on so you know i know i know i've seen a few things on twitter and the, the forums and the message boards but you know it's a completely different shopping list to what plymouth have got so be patient trust trust in ashton and his dashboard and all will be good and for any tearful plymouth fans that might have tuned in that is a huge compliment that seb has just paid and i think we've I think every Ipswich fan, um, when they get irritated when Plymouth take the lead again, <laughs> there's a big slice of admiration there. So, yeah, don't take it the um, the other way you could there. Um, and George Hurst, that's just not going away, is it? No, it sounds like, yeah, disappointing first half of the season at Blackburn. I think he started two games, but I'm guessing, well, as you'll know, that with the form of Ben Bereton, Diaz, he's, he's going to get nowhere near that side, is he? As a, yeah, as a- and as a lad Hedges um, that came in from Aberdeen, possibly, that I had Hurst ahead of but obviously John Dahl Thomason who obviously knows more about football than I do um doesn't so yeah um nine appearances I don't know how many of those are 
two starts. Yeah, two starts, starts, seven off the bench. So it's not worked at all, has it? So he signed a big deal at Leicester before he moved there. So the rumours are, I think TWTD are reporting tonight that he'll be recalled from that spell at Blackburn and hopefully be sent off to us. And he was target number one all summer pretty much, wasn't he? You know, he was at Pompey last season, took a bit of time to get going there. But when he did, he, he hit some decent numbers and we had that bumble on all summer long and if that's who they wanted you know seven eight months ago okay not great that we had to wait the first six months to get him but if they finally got the man they identified as being the the number one primary target then then absolutely happy days yeah and you you hear sort of things you know liverpool being praised for always waiting for the guy that they really really wanted so um in some ways okay it didn't happen in the summer that's not great okay it didn't um work for him at Blackburn either. That's not great. But if it's someone who's been closely identified and is still a worthwhile, you know, thing to the recruitment team now, then um I think given what they've done prior, I think we probably need to trust them on yeah on on that one and sort of ignore those couple of factors. Um you've got Macaulay Bond on the notes here. Um, Only yeah. because he was released yesterday, wasn't he, by, yeah. by, I, uh, by QPR. I don't expect anything to happen with that one. In all honesty, it sounds like he he must have something lined up. I think there were some rumours with Leighton Orient, weren't there? You know, he's a, still a local lad, still lives at Ipswich, so I guess he, he ideally, I don't think he's ever moved houses. Whenever he's been, he's always Is he lived. he Orient before Charlton? <clears throat> I think so, yeah. So he's, he and always you know likes stuff. That makes so much sense, Seb, because they're flying away at the top of league too. They don't really have, they've got Kelman and Drynan, as yep. well, but there's no real. Here's our guy. The winger Smith scores all their goals, so that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I, I only put him on the list because you know I saw some discussion about it on Telegram and Twitter. He's moved on from QPR. Good for him because he wasn't anywhere near the squad, was he? You know, he was getting no no, no game time at all. So hopefully he can go somewhere now and play some decent football and uh, yeah, look to rebuild his career a little bit. Absolutely. So um, yeah, feel free if you're on YouTube, get your comments in on any. Rumours again, um, complete transparency. It's now 25 past seven on <laughs> Thursday night. Um, we, we can have a look on Twitter right now, but we assume some, I mean, it's not been beyond the realms of possibility. They've done announcements late at night uh, before. I don't get why you why you would not um, do it at a sensible hour, given the next league games in 10 days time or whatever it is. But yes, um, more will happen. We're going to talk about Rotherham in just a second, but here is a word from one of our wonderful sponsors. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stone Market, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you. And are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITSE match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. So, Rotherham in the third round of the FA Cup. Now, we always lose to Rotherham, but there is one um, Norwich supporting um, charismatic dugout dwelling factor that's not going to be around this time, is there? Yeah, it's changed, isn't it? It's all changed there. Like you say, we normally always lose. I was looking at the the head-to-head. We'll come on to our recent record against them shortly. And it always just struck me as a team that you knew were going to turn up to Portman Road, be well-organised, be well-schooled, end up inevitably beating us. And, um, and, and, and yeah, they were a real kind of bogey side for a while. But that seems to have changed, you know, with, with Paul Warren moving on. He's gone to Derby. I think he took most of the backroom staff with him as well, didn't he? All, all of them, yeah. Yeah, they all went with him and they've gone out and appointed Matt Taylor. There were some rumours of Mark Bonner. I think weren't they going there when he? Um, um, I think I think he turned it down. To be honest, okay, yeah. yeah so stick around at Cambridge and look to, to to build what he started there. And they went for Matt Taylor from Exeter, who you know has done an excellent job, um, but he's probably not the kind of manager I would associate with the kind of football previously played by the old regime at Rotherham. And I guess that kind of explains why they are doing as they are at the moment. Yeah. It's, it, so when Matt Taylor went in there, it was all oh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna change it bit by bit and you're totally right because if you look at I mean look at even Exeter now under um, Caldwell and we played them recently you sort of see 3-5-2 uh, and wing backs with full backs forward and a front three often a front two with a 10 as well and you know decent attack inside and um, whereas Paul Warren's teams uh, look and they beat us every time but you knew what you were getting they would run run the hell out of you, wouldn't they? It'd be direct. And he always talks about get defenders turning and, you know, playing to the front man and leave it all out there, all that sort of stuff, which, well, keep your eye on Derby, works very well in League One. But it does seem a little bit of a departure. And, I mean, I, I don't necessarily accept the premise that one that Matt Taylor has to his teams will always look like his Exeter team. And, you know, he can, he can do whatever he likes with... Um, with the Rotherham squad, but I do tend to agree that it now feels like they're neither a Matt Taylor team or a Paul Warren team, right? 
Yeah, they seem to be just kind of stuck between the two in transition, don't they? I guess you know. I don't know what length of deal he signed there. I'll be honest, I didn't. I didn't see that one. Oh, it'll be a long. That. It'll be a long one, and they won't sack him if they go down either. Yeah, obviously they, they've shown loyalty in the past. They were a yo-yo side between you know League One and the Championship several times, and they always stuck by Paul Warren. You know, so the chairman there is a patient, patient guy. And we were talking off air when we saying maybe he doesn't necessarily get the 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 kind of the praise that he maybe deserves, given he runs them financially very responsibly. Um, I think wasn't there that year they were the only club in the Championship to yeah. make any kind of profit and obviously they got relegated so you know he's a patient guy so they won't be looking to to rip it up if they do end up getting relegated but they, they currently sit 21st in the championship with 27 points played 26 games won six drawn nine lost 11 scored 28 goals and conceded 39 their, their recent form isn't great they've got no wins in the last five four defeats and one draw and their last victory albeit a hell of a hell of a victory was away to Sheffield United uh the, the, the second weekend of November just before the World Cup break kind of kicked in and they're away form I know this is league form we're discussing it's an FA Cup game so things might be very different in terms of squad and team selections and stuff but their away form so far this season is pretty poor only 11 points and two wins from 14 games and they've only scored eight goals in those games as well so at the moment they're not a side that tends to travel away from the New York Stadium very well. Now I don't like doing this but it's one of those situations where you could if you wanted explain away the six wins as well to momentum the first couple were under Paul Warren and invariably at the New York um you know kind of crested away from last season and then those couple of results you mentioned yes it is amazing to win at Stoke and win at Sheffield United have a look at the underlying numbers on both of them it feels very much if you played those games 10 times um okay they won both of them and it's huge huge credit particularly the Stoke one even in that, that game was so smash and grab that they scored the goal when Stoke had a player off the pitch injured. It was like their only shot and Stoke had 10 men for that one moment right. and then had 55 shots. So they've, they've still got it. They've still got it in them. But in terms of the psychology, um, doesn't a Rotherham victory here or Rotherham putting effort and stock into this have a lot greater value to them than it does for us. And I don't want to get into the whole debate about FA Cup being distraction or, or what have you, but we're in the situation here where it's like the biggest game possible next. And if anyone gets injured or yeah. you know, any anything like that happens, everybody is going to be wise after the event. Obviously, if we beat Plymouth, no one will say a thing, you know. <laughs> History is immediately rewritten, but... Is there not a sense that Rotherham can get a bit of confidence? They can come to a, you know, a, a nice stadium where they often do well, get a win, and you know, move back to the league. Whereas for us, it seems like we've got. It seems like they've got a lot to gain and we've got a lot to lose. Am I just being cynical there? No, it does. It's kind of almost like a free hit for the manager, isn't it? It's an extra game he's got trying to embed his philosophies and kind of, you know, work on work on things. Obviously, he's, he's not been there that long. So I know either the six-week or the four-week World Cup kind of shut down to get his methods across on the training ground. But you, you can't replicate, you know, that live match atmosphere, that live, that live match kind of experience. So it's, it's pretty much a free hit for, for him. And if they can come here and do well, like you say, a place where they traditionally do do well, it could breed some real confidence going back into their league programme. And for us, 
even before the Christmas kind of, you know, I know we didn't lose over Christmas, the five points we took. Before that, I was kind of looking forward to this game, like I said earlier, as a benchmark and a test. But the way things have fallen now, we're being, you know, so far behind Plymouth that that game is now absolutely massive and all of our focus really should be on that one. This one could be a bit of an unwanted kind of distraction. Hopefully, touch wood, you know, some of the fringe players will will get some game time. We'll we'll discuss what we might do in a a little bit of time. Um, But hopefully, we'll just come through it. And if if we get the right result, happy days. If we do go out, I'm not going to be that bothered given what we have on the horizon seven days later. Feels like they've got a few players who are in the um, in the Huckabee zone, but between League One and the Championship, rather than between the Championship and um, the, the the Premier League, or the, the Robert Earnshaw. It's probably not fair on Huckabee. He was actually quite good at the top level, wasn't he? But um, you know what I'm saying, don't you? The, the, the great David Johnson the second. Maybe he was in that um, zone as well. He he claims to be in that zone as well. I think he's being modest. But um, who who are you kind of picking out for Rotherham? So they got some familiar names. Richard Wood, I was surprised, is still yeah. going strong. I remember being linked to him under Roy Keane. Roy Keane was here. I think he was at Wednesday at the time, and we were linked under him, but he's still going at the age of 37. He's kind of been pretty much a mainstay in their back three, being that age, and obviously with different priorities with regards to their league survival. I don't know if he'll start or not. Top scorer is, I'll let you pronounce it. How do you pronounce this guy's name? Um, Ogbené, I won't do his first okay. name. <laughs> Ogbené is the top goal scorer with six goals and two assists. I think I've seen him linked with Swansea somewhere. That might be idle Twitter. No, that won't be idle Twitter. There's going to be lots of Oberfamey will probably go out of Swansea. Whitaker will go out of okay. Swansea, and someone will, will, a couple will come in. So no, I think that's that's there's potentially legs in that. Okay, he's the top scorer with six goals, two assists. They play a three-one-four-two formation according to to whoscored.com most of the time. He he's one of the strikers alongside Connor Washington, former QPR, former Charlton. I think, like you say, one of those players who's pretty consistent in in in, in League One, but maybe struggles to make that step up to the Championship. He's got four goals from eighteen appearances so far this season. And the guy that makes them all kind of tick. Forgive me, correct me if I'm wrong here. The the one in the three-one-four-two seems to be Daniel Balaza, who kind of Blair. sits there in front of the of the. Back. Does he does he take set pieces out of interest? Because he's got six very, assists. Yeah, very well. Yeah. Okay. Plan. Yeah, that's why I, I saw his heat map was just you know patrolling and protecting that back four. But then I saw he had six assists and two goals. So I thought, oh, maybe he's a set piece taker. So he's one to watch out for for the uh, yeah from the, from the set pieces. He's kind of making the tick. I think he's ex Newcastle, isn't he? From Mariah. He is. A, yeah, yeah. yeah ex Newcastle. So a good good pedigree at a Premier League club. They're the kind of the the four main ones in terms of the numbers. But being an FA Cup game. They may well look to you know rotate and give some people a bit of a, a, a bit of game time. So they're the ones to look out for if they do play. But it will likely be a three-one-four-two formation because that's what they've kind of played, regardless of who the manager's been. And remember, Paul Warren left after the window closed, so it is a Paul Warren squad essentially. So look yeah. out for some huge centre uh, centre backs. But um, you won't have to look out for Michael Ahekra or Michael Smith anymore, who um, have punished us on. Previous, it was Smith especially, hasn't he? He scored in a few games against us, hasn't he? Um, he got the winner, didn't he, last April, I think. It was. We lost to them twice last season, didn't we? So, yeah, the game in November, yeah. right towards the end of Paul Cook's tenure, that was a 2-0 defeat at Portman Road. Ben Wilde's... 2 massacre, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? It was a real masterclass of being schooled at this level. And Cook came out after the game, didn't he, and said... Rotherham are where we aspire to be and it kind of all felt a little bit like you know we're we're back where we started we're not really moving forward here and I think it must have been about three four weeks later maybe not even that long he moved on <clears throat> and then the game on Sky in April uh, a 1-0 defeat at the New oh, York oh was that that were... game actually then um, they weren't very good and we were worse <laughs> 
Yeah, we just we were in that part of the season. We were struggling to score. We kind of wanted the season to end, didn't we? Because we'd drawn at Crewe, lost to Cambridge. We drew at Shrewsbury, I think it was. We knew we couldn't make the playoffs. And we kind of all just wanted that that kind of, you know, that game, that, that season to, to peter and out Seb, and finish. They were in that nervy just win promotion yeah. race where it's all we always reference that crystal palace game when we got promoted from the yeah. championship where you you know it's a good team but it's just just win just get the nerve, way you have nervous to do, as yeah. hell just win yeah <clears throat> yeah get the result they finished second last season obviously on 90 odd points I think they missed out by a couple to wigan didn't they wigan won the league and they fin- they got across the line eventually and, and, and kind of finished second and we haven't actually beaten them it's nearly four years to the day it will be the last time we beat them was under paul lambert will king scored in a one did we win, win that game <clears throat> Because How we had it was game? that ginger defender, James had, Collins. Yes, because he headed everything clear for 90 minutes and was absolutely immense, wasn't he? They they got mugged, didn't they? And they <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> much so. 30 shots. It was like us against Lincoln earlier in the season, wasn't it? Yeah, but, very much so. That was nearly four years ago to the day. So I think that's after the Accrington defeat, you know, where Lambert obviously, you know, the first time we went to Accrington lost in the FA Cup. We win that kind of maybe thinking maybe a bit of a reprieve here, but we all know how it kind of panned out you know we had a load of one one draws after that and then it just went horribly horribly wrong so it is four years kind of since we've beaten them and um and hopefully that record will change at the weekend yeah absolutely um um so how would you how would you approach this then because um it's we're very much and we have this conversation every year about the cup you're very much damned if you do damned if you don't and to be honest i accept both arguments um the people who say no roll out Get ready for Plymouth, roll out as many first teamers as you can, you know, have a good performance, keep those relationships growing. It's a reasonable argument. And also a perfectly reasonable argument is don't have um, Connor Chaplin, Christian Walton, Sam Morsey anywhere near this game. I think, though, given the, the, the squad depth at the moment, some of them are simply going to have to play. You know, I guess we've, we've, we've had a few players come back from injury pretty quickly, the likes of Harness and Lee Evans and Shawnee Aluko. They've kind of come straight back into it. So I guess you might use that as a chance to to dip them out. <clears throat> but in central midfield especially, you know, if you do rest Evans having just come back from a uh, uh, from a decent period of, uh, of time on the treatment table, then you're going to have to play Morsey and Humphreys unless Massimo Luongo has signed in the last... 20 minutes and you can suddenly get him registered and get him thrown in there. I think Flaggy will play in goal. I don't think Walton will be anywhere near it. Maybe Coleman on the bench as a, as a backup keeper. The defence, maybe Keogh and Edmondson might come back in. You know, neither have played for a few weeks, so it's a good chance to give them some game time and at the same time rest the first choice of Wolfenden and, and, um, and, and Burgess. Greg Lee, I guess, might get another chance at, at left back. KVY at right back if Denassian went off and was sick at half time uh, the weekend then then get him rested and get him fit for get him fit for the uh, the Plymouth game the weekend after and then the three behind the strikers you, you you think Carl Edwards will probably start it's an opportunity there to get him some minutes under his belt Harness has just come back and hasn't really looked at it he was amazing against Oxford but not against Portsmouth uh, or against that's Lincoln said, surely you need him against Plymouth that's going to be a tight game and he's exactly finisher, so isn't he? yeah. yeah so I would not be playing him I'd probably play Luco, he did 60 minutes against Lincoln, looked quite good, I thought. So I'd probably have him in the number 10 role. And then, do you risk Chaplin for me? No, probably not, given that he's our most likely, you know, goal threat. You wouldn't want him anywhere near this game with Plymouth uh, on, on the horizon. And then up front, does he start Ladapo? Does he start well, against his old club? It's a, it's a former club point to prove guaranteed <laughs> yeah. goal, isn't it? Yeah, or does he start a hat? If you ask the Rotherham fans, it's a guaranteed goal. 
or had me on the bench, I, I don't know what he'll do with it. But, you know, Plymouth has to be the overriding priority. If we were three points ahead of them, two points ahead of them or whatever going into this game, I'd be a bit more kind of blasé with who I'd pick and maybe go a little bit stronger with the hope of, you know, using this as a benchmark and a test and maybe getting Spurs away or Liverpool away in the next round. <laughs> but given where we are, you know, if there's any doubts over any players, any lingering sickness or illness, I wouldn't have them anywhere near this one personally. So knowing what we know about McKenna and um, obviously the, like the benchmark for cautiousness is Mick McCarthy, isn't it? Who was, you know, it was a big strength and a big weakness in the end, wasn't it? How risk averse yeah. he was. Um, I don't see him doing anything massively outlandish. So it's probably going to be quite boring half and half, isn't it? It will be rests and players, but probably not nine changes or whatever do you think yeah well that's kind of in keeping with his cup record isn't it even in the pizza cup this season we went strong in some of the early rounds surprisingly and i guess at the time you know we had this whole starters and finishes piece which is kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit given the squad situation in the last few weeks but if you look at his cup history then it would suggest that he might well yeah like you say do a kind of half and half and then make a load of substitutions on the hour mark to get people off and and that might well what we end up seeing I, I just think it's a good chance to get some minutes into the likes of Keo, Edmondson, Greg Lee, Aluko, Edwards I'd be surprised if those those four certainly I'd be surprised if they didn't start and Humphrey's obviously in in central midfield. And given that Luongo's been... So we just need to be registered by tomorrow, won't he? Yeah, somebody been that he's been training, I think that that makes a bit of a difference, doesn't it? As to whether you just, you know, if you want to stop Morsi getting red-carded or keep Humphrey <laughs> fresh or Evans fresh or whoever, it does seem plausible, doesn't it? Yeah, because we train at such intensity, don't we? So although he's not played Apparently any so. football, I guess he will be short of match sharpness. But in terms of overall fitness and patterns of play and understanding, he should be pretty much ready to go. He's now had, what, three weeks, is it, training with the first team? So you'd like to think that, yeah, even if he's one that gets subbed on the half on, on the uh, the halftime or the hour mark, and he's maybe one that could come in and kind of fill a gap to do a bit of a job. And then, you know, we get to rest somebody like Morsey because... Can you imagine if Morsey gets sent off in this game and then misses out against Plymouth? It'd be an absolute nightmare, wouldn't for, it? For so, violent conduct or some four, four match <laughs> fan as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> which knowing I like will probably tick him over to the Sheffield Wednesday game as well. Um, but yeah, if, if, if Luongo is is kind of you know anywhere near match sharpness, then yeah, get him in. It's a good chance to get some minutes under his belt and bring him up speed with the rest of the squad. And more importantly, you can stick Morsey in Cottonwall because he's played an awful lot of football. He was started against Bracknell, wasn't he? He was starting against. Um, um, Boxton in the cup as well. He's he, he's played an awful lot of football recently, and I just think maybe sitting one out, especially with what's coming in a week's time, could be beneficial for him. Manas massively. Do you think either manager would let this end in a draw? No, that's the worst case scenario, isn't it? That's the absolute no, worst case. It, feel, it, it feels fairly likely, though, doesn't it? Do you think? I think it'll be a tight, narrow game. But I mean, that's the yeah, that's the awful. That, that would be after the Plymouth game, the midweek after Plymouth, then wouldn't it? Before whoever we've got the weekend after that, no one's going to have any interest in that. But I guess if that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. Do you remember that one, McCarthy and Wilder? I think did Lee Evans score in that game for Sheffield United, where? basically the last 10 minutes <laughs> we were losing 1-0 and it was it was like that World Cup game it was like well we kind of don't really want to we'd rather lose than draw here so do we just stand around for the last 10 minutes of this one and, <laughs> yeah. and Mick didn't make thing, any substitutions did he if I'm remembering no nah, the only good thing to come out of that didn't we sign Cameron Carvickers a few days later after 
off the back of him playing in that game, I think so. Pass. I, d- I remember that being a surprise sign. And yeah, so it might have. Yeah, because yeah. Tommy Smith goes to America, I think, in a few days after that. And I'm sure we went out and signed right. Cameron Carpenter. But that's all I can remember about that game. Yeah, that wasn't one where we, we looked to go for it at all because, you know, a, a midweek, a Tuesday after Plymouth trip up to, to Yorkshire is going to be a nightmare for everyone concerned, isn't it? That will definitely be. Yeah. I, I don't want to be a, the negative Nelly, but I can see it being a draw a reserve team in the replay and getting knocked out uh, after after extra time knowing our luck (laughs) (laughs) penalties yeah how do you how do you you see it playing out then i'll go for a narrow one nil ipswich win hopefully you know we'll have enough about to build build a little bit of uh, momentum and a little bit of confidence going into the plymouth game there you go right wonderful wonderful stuff i've got lots and lots of things to plug here so we are in association with the greyhound um uh, are people down there on, on Saturday, Sebby, heading down? I'm not, no, personally, I'm not going back for this one. I'm back for Plymouth the week after, but Rich will be there, Dave will be there, Craig normally puts in an appearance. So if you're anywhere near the vicinity, yep, pop down there. The outside bar is now open. Uh, we were there, The uh, what was the free, a Peterborough game where it was like minus five outside and people <laughs> were still outside in the uh, in the car park and stuff, so fair play to them. Yeah, get down there before the game. It opens normally about 11, 11.30 or so, and uh, I'm sure you'll see some of the, the Blue Monday team around there. Lots of the Telegram group should be there as well. Normally we see we see Chris Rand and, and the rest of them all in there. So head down there and hopefully you can have a, have a catch up with us all. Yeah, good link uh, to Telegram. Come and join us on Telegram. You get a two-week free trial. It is behind a paywall after that, but really good community. That um, chat has been – I bet if I open it up now, there'll be 100 <laughs> messages all about the – uh, transfer stuff really good um really good high standard uh discussion if that's not too snotty of me to say um you can also get a 23 percent discount on all merch over at the merch store i should have a button here to um press there it is um so yeah head over there um blue monday itfc.co.uk you get all your links through there um, if you are heading to the game from anywhere outside of the town, and we know that a lot of people listen on their car drive, do um, drive safely and um, leave us a review. Not where you're driving, though, and thumbs up on YouTube would be absolutely lovely. Right, um, feet to the fire, gun to the head. By the time this game kicks off, how many players are we going to assign, Seb? One with one... <laughs> With that, with that, we longer. That's the easy win, Longo. And then I think it sounds like we might get one in before Plymouth. Hopefully, a lot of those two strikes would be being nice. Clever because they're signed and there's announced, isn't there? And, <laughs> yeah, uh, very true. Ma- maybe deals are being done as we speak, and maybe they're being announced next week. If we could, if we could bring in either Hurst or Broadhead before Plymouth, that would just give everyone a massive lift, wouldn't it? You know, strikers are the, the sexy signings that people want to see. We all hark back to 2000 when you've got, you know, Johnson, Scowcroft, and Naylor doing great, but then we sign Marcus Stewart, and it makes the difference. You know, that that kind of classy player who you want to bring in. They always get the headlines, and if we can do anywhere near that, it would just give everyone a bit of a lift, take a bit of a pressure off the likes of Jackson and Ladapo, who maybe have been off it recently in recent weeks, and hopefully that would just give us that lift we need going into that huge huge game against Plymouth that's a good way to finish and Marcus Stewart mention is always um of great value on this podcast and yes next week the real business uh begins we'll do the build up obviously Plymouth are playing in the meantime as well so that game could get even bigger over the weekend um Seb say goodbye goodbye thank you everybody for watching listening subscribe follow comment like 
all of that good stuff. And um, hopefully a FA Cup third round win with no injuries or bookings for Egyptian central midfielders. And we will see you next week for more Blue Monday action. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.